A spate of anti-Semitic attacks follows Hamas's war on Israel, while top Democrats condemn Islamophobia. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. The Ben Shapiro Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protected at expressvpn.com. We'll get to all the news in just one moment. First, you can really save a lot of money on your cell phone bill. And I haven't thought about this recently, but this is the reality. The fact is that if you are with Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile, you are spending too much money. And switching over to Pure Talk USA will, in fact, save you money. In fact, Pure Talk saves the average family of four over $800 a year. Here's the best part. You don't have to sacrifice coverage because it's on the exact same network as one of those providers. Friends, switching is easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. It's just one of the many reasons they've been named the top wireless provider by consumer affairs. Why wouldn't you save yourself hundreds of dollars a year if you could? Well, right now you can by switching on over to Pure Talk USA from your cell phone. Dial pound 250, say Ben Shapiro. You'll save 50% off your very first month. That is pound 250, say Ben Shapiro to get started again. Dial pound 250, say Ben Shapiro. Get started with Pure Talk USA. Save 50% off your first month and hundreds of bucks down the road because what you need is not what all these big cell phone providers are actually promising you, which is the moon. Instead, what you need is unlimited talk tech, six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. And if you go over on data, they're not going to charge you for it. Check them out. Pure Talk USA, dial pound 250, say Ben Shapiro. Also, before we get started, I do have a very important announcement. We are looking for a producer here at Daily Wire. That's right. This is a senior level position at our Nashville HQ. This could be you. You can apply on our website through dailywire.com slash careers. So if you have at least five years of experience in broadcast production, head on over to the website apply at dailywire.com slash careers. By the way, you should check that site also because we have other jobs that are open as well. Dailywire.com slash careers. All righty. So I want to begin today with a simple fact. I wear a yarmulke. I've worn a yarmulke since basically I'm old enough to remember. And there are a lot of folks who ask me why I wore a yarmulke or why I didn't take off the yarmulke as I grew in my career. And the answer is because this is who I am and this is what I do. It never occurred to me to take off the yarmulke. And I've seen over the course of the last week or so this increase in anti-Semitic attacks. I know a rabbi who over the weekend explained that he was at a supermarket And a man walked up to him and to his son wearing a Hamas headband and started cursing him, cursing the Jews. And so a lot of people ask why I wear a yarmulke. I don't talk about this frequently. The reason I'm talking about it now is because I think it's really, really important to understand why Jews wear a yarmulke. The reason that Jews wear a yarmulke and make ourselves identifiable, right? Theoretically, we could hide, although historically that has not been a winning strategy for Jews. The reason I wear a yarmulke is for two reasons. One, there's a religious reason going all the way back to the Talmud. Jews have worn yarmulkes. They've covered their heads out of submission to God and as a reminder that God is above us at all times. And the second reason is because, no, I'm not going anywhere. And anybody who has a problem with it can write off. Okay, the simple fact of the matter is that I believe in the promises that were made by God in the Bible. I believe in those promises. I believe Isaiah, when he says, Isaiah 8.10, I believe that when, when Isaiah says, plan your plan, speak your words, it will come to nothing, for God is with us. I believe that because I believe in biblical values. I believe in the first book of Samuel, where Samuel says, Yisrael lo and the eternal of Israel, the eternal God of Israel, is no lie. And that means the eternity of the Bible and biblical values, those are no lie either. I wear a yarmulke because I am 
proudly a descendant of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses and David. I am of their people. I am of their ideals and of their values. And if you have a problem with it, not only do you have a problem with Jews, you have a problem with the entire Judeo-Christian line of values. I wear this yarmulke because I am proud of that identity. And you know what? I'm proud that the state of Israel exists as well. I am proud that there is a state of Israel, a state that is a repository for Jewish values. I am proud that there are Jews out there carrying guns in defense of Jews because for thousands of years, that was not the case. I am proud, as all civilized Western people should be, that there is a state in the Middle East that stands for the reality, not only of strong Jews, but stands for a democratic truth, stands for a democratic state. You've heard that Israel is some sort of apartheid state. Let me give you a quick stat, okay? Here is the number of Jews in Israel right now, 1.9 million Arabs in the Jewish state of Israel. There are 9 million people total in the state of Israel, 1.9 million Arabs. You know how many Jews there are in all of these so-called non-apartheid states surrounding Israel? There are a grand total of 10 Jews in Egypt, population 100 million. There are zero Jews in Jordan, population 10 million. Zero Jews in Saudi Arabia, population 34 million. 100 Jews in Lebanon, population 7 million. Zero Jews in Syria, population 17 million. Four Jews in Iraq, population 39 million. 8,300 Jews in Iran, population 83 million. How many Jews are there living under the wonderful auspices of the Palestinian Authority? Population 2.7 million? Zero. How many are living under the tender mercies of the terrorist group Hamas in the Gaza Strip? Zero. There are 2 million people who live under Hamas. In Israel, 20% of the population is Arab. Minimum and rising. And that is because Israel is tolerant and Israel is democratic. And I am proud of that as a Westerner. I am proud of the fact that Israel is humane. In the middle of wars, Israel is attempting to minimize civilian casualties of a population that supported Hamas by poll statistics. That Israel is attempting to avoid killing civilians. Meanwhile, its enemies are attempting to shield their own weapons with civilians. I am proud of the fact that Israel carries out its values in war and in peace. And I'm proud of the fact that Israel is in fact in an outlying area of Western democracy, not because it is some sort of colonialist outpost, but because the Jews never left and because the root of the West remains through that Judeo-Christian line. I am proud of all those things. And because I'm proud of all those things, as an American and as a Jew, I wear this yarmulke. And if you have a problem with this, you can right off. And I mean that to all the Semites, the anti-Semites who are out there, all the anti-Semites, who want to suggest that Jews everywhere should be living in fear of wearing a yarmulke or speaking their values, which happen to be correct values. Everyone out there who suggests that if you support Israel, you deserve to be treated as a second-class citizen or that Israel itself ought to be treated as a second-class country. I wear the yarmulke because I stand against all of that. And I know that there are tons of people who are not Jewish who believe the same things that I do. And I'm so grateful for that. I get your notes. I get your letters of support. I get that the vast majority of Americans understand the truth, not only with regard to the Israel-Arab conflict, which of course is a foreign conflict, but also they understand the underlying truth about the nature of Jews living in the United States and the reality of Jewish values. And I say all of this to say that if people fail to recognize these basic truths, the Judeo-Christian values undergird 
American values and Western values and the liberties that we all enjoy, if people fail to recognize the basic decency of one state attempting to minimize civilian casualties while another terrorist group attempts to wipe every Jew it can off the planet, that if people fail to recognize this, and if they in fact forward this agenda, and if they cheer that agenda, they are complicit in the anti-Semitic attacks that we have seen over the course of these weekends. I'm not saying they're responsible for those attacks unless they openly call for them because they have a very strict standard when it comes to quote-unquote incitement. But you have raised the temperature. You have made it more comfortable. And that is what I am seeing. Okay, I have close relatives who live in New Jersey. People in Jews in New Jersey were told over the course of this weekend that they were supposed to stay in their homes over Sabbath. That is un-American. I have a lot of friends in New York who are walking around in groups because they are afraid to walk around alone in the city of New York, in the United States. These attacks are not fake. These attacks are not rare. Jews, historically in the United States, have been the number one target of hate crimes in the United States. But that's constantly forgotten because, of course, we now live in a world in which victimization can be linked to your historical dispossession so long as your group is not well-educated and wealthy. In the same way that anti-Asian sentiment went completely by the wayside for years because Asian Americans tend to be well-educated and wealthy, anti-Semitism has gone by the wayside unless it's a convenient club with which to beat people on the right. The reality today is that institutionalized anti-Semitism lives on the American left. The truth is that the spate of anti-Semitic attacks that we've seen over the course of the last week is not coming from white supremacists. White supremacists are scary enough. Believe me, I've spoken up about them. Just a couple of years ago, the FBI arrested a white supremacist attempting to threaten and hurt my family. But the threat that we have seen over the last week, people in the streets going around attempting to beat Jews, that is not coming from white supremacists. That is coming from a, a radical, a radicalized Islamic population backed by the American left in many ways. So let's get into what exactly happened over the weekend. So over the course of the last week, several Jews in New York have been beaten up by Palestinian mobs. Here is one Jew talking about that experience over the course of the last week. I was walking on the way, had my yarmulke on, my kippah, and around 48th Street, at the corner of my eye, I see someone chasing me. Before I could even react, I was surrounded by a whole group of, uh, you know, individuals who then proceeded to, you know, kick me, punch me, hit me with crutches, beat me with like flagpoles. I've seen videos in L.A., I've seen videos in London, and you think it can happen anywhere. But, you know, when it actually happens, like personally, even more so than to someone you know, it's really just like shakes your world up a little bit, to be honest. I mean, it's it's incredible. And, and let me just point out something. He says, you know, I was just wearing a yarmulke. And people identified me as Zionist and as pro-Israel because I was wearing a yarmulke. Okay, number one, there are some Jews who are not, but put that aside. The reality is that in the United States of America, if you're wearing a, a yarmulke or if you're wearing a, sh- a shirt that says, I stand with Israel, that doesn't mean there's now an excuse to beat the hell out of you. If you were wearing a shirt that says, I support Palestine, you don't have a right in the United States to beat somebody up or be beaten up. This is insane. But there is this feeling out there that has become quite predominant on the radical left that if you support Israel in any way, shape, or form, that you deserve to have this done to you. It's it's sick. It is a sickness. According to Fox News, NYPD Hate Crimes Division said Saturday it's investigating two more incidents targeting Jewish people in New York City. 
that appears to be prompted by the recent Israel-Palestinian conflict. By the way, quick note, I checked the New York Times webpage last night. I checked their whole page. No mention of any of this. The Washington Post did have a story on it. That is their first story, I believe, in a week. The New York Times had nothing as of last night. Two Jewish teenagers were reportedly surrounded by an angry mob with baseball bats around 6 or 7 p.m. Saturday on Ocean Parkway and 18th Avenue in Brooklyn. The crowd demanded that the teens chant free Palestine before beating them because nothing says there's no need for a Jewish state anymore. Quite like beating up random Jews in the streets. Makes perfect sense. The same people who are saying if there were no Israel, there would be no anti-Semitism are literally beating up Jews in the streets. I don't believe you. I think you are lying. I think you just hate Jews. Dev Heiken is the former state assemblyman and founder of the grassroots coalition Americans Against Anti-Semitism. He said in a tweet that the teens were saved by a Muslim Uber driver who drove them to safety. Another incident in Brooklyn on Saturday involved Orthodox Jews who were reportedly harassed in front of a synagogue on 16th Avenue by a group of males yelling, free Palestine, kill all the Jews. I have friends in Los Angeles who over the holiday of Shavuot last week were walking home from synagogue and people drove by shouting free Palestine at them and Allahu Akbar. So wonderful things happening all over the United States. We'll get to more of this in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that my kids wake me up extraordinarily early in the morning, and that means I need my coffee. I didn't used to be a coffee drinker. My kids have made me a coffee drinker, and the coffee that I prefer is Black Rifle Coffee. They're delivering your daily dose of freedom in one delicious cup at a time. Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. Veteran CEO and founder Evan Hafer spent over seven years on the ground overseas with U.S. Special Forces and as a CIA contractor. Black Rifle is continually committed to supporting veteran, law enforcement, and first responder causes. In our country and overseas, courageous frontline workers risk their lives every day to protect ours. Inspired by their hard work and dedication to protecting our communities, Black Rifle makes it their mission to give back to those who serve however they can. Throughout May, Black Rifle is rallying behind LEL, law enforcement officers, firefighters, first responders, active duty military, other frontline workers by spotlighting local heroes through community nominations, donating coffee to keep the front lines caffeinated and giving back to organizations that support our nation's heroes. Black Rifle imports their high quality coffee beans from all over the world and roasts five days a week at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They make excellent, excellent coffee, man. And they're great dudes as well. Go to blackriflecoffee.com slash Shapiro. Use promo code Shapiro. Get 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That is blackriflecoffee.com slash Shapiro. Promo code Shapiro. Blackriflecoffee.com slash Shapiro. Promo code Shapiro to get started. Okay, so all of that is happening in New York. Also, New York having some of the world's worst criminal law enforcement at this point. They have now released a man who beat up a Jew in Midtown Manhattan. According to the Post Millennial, a man arrested in connection to the beating of a Jewish man in Midtown Manhattan was released on bail Thursday, telling prosecutors on Sunday he would do it again. He said openly he would do it again. He was released on bail because this is New York now. Wasim Awadeh, 23, was held on $10,000 bail after being accused of beating Joseph Borgen with crutches, as well as punching, kicking, and pepper spraying the man. That was the first person we quoted today. Awadeh, according to a special pro- at a prosecutor at his Sunday arraignment in Manhattan, reportedly told one of his jailers, if I could do it again, I would do it again. By the way, when he was, when he was arrested, he was wearing a shirt that just sh- it said Free Palestine. It was the entire map of Israel. Because when people say Free Palestine, understand, they don't mean the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. They don't mean Judea and Samaria and the Gaza Strip. They mean all of it. Prosecutors say the attack on Borgen, who was walking near Broadway and West 49th Street on his way to a pro-Israel demonstration in Midtown, was unprovoked. By the way, Broadway and West 49th Street is not a bad area of New York. I know they're now all bad areas of New York, but this is like right near Times Square. Friends of Wada told the New York Post he was the one that was attacked first. They picked somebody that was weak, that was on crutches, one stated. Uh Uh-huh. 
He, he, sure, he said he would do it again. I'm sure that's right. Mm-hmm. Awada is facing charges of assault as a hate crime, gang assault, menacing, aggravated harassment as a hate crime, and criminal possession of a weapon, uh, say the police. Borgen was walking down the street sporting a kippah when a man started running at me, running at him. He said, I turned around to try to figure out what was going on. The next thing I knew, I was surrounded by a whole crowd of people who proceeded to physically attack me. And he has a concussion, by the way. So really solid stuff happening in New York. Speaking of which, Luca Robert Davis, a 20-year-old rookie goalie for the New York Red Bulls Major League Soccer team, said on Thursday night in New York City, he was accosted by a group of six to eight Palestinian men who accosted him and asked him if he was Jewish as they brandished knives, according to the Daily Wire. Lewis wrote that when he said he was not Jewish, one of the men said, good. But when Lewis prompted, what if I was Jewish? The man got in his face saying, I'd beat the effing bleep out of you and kill you. This is what he wrote on Instagram. Again, wonderful things happening in New York. But it's not just in New York. An armed citizen had to intervene in Miami, according to Breitbart and Fox News on May 21st. Fox News reported that Eric Organ and his family were walking down the sidewalk in the Ball Harbor neighborhood, which is a heavily Jewish neighborhood of Miami, when a group of men allegedly pulled up in a vehicle and started shouting and throwing garbage at them. Organ told CBS 12 that the men in the vehicle also allegedly screamed, free Palestine, die Jew, F you Jew, I'm going to rape your wife. An armed citizen in another vehicle saw what was happening and then intervened. So thank God, this is Florida, so there are actual consequences to this sort of stuff. Oregon says the guy in the car behind them saw everything go on. I saw him pull a gun and get in between. I mean, he was almost there as our guardian angel just protecting us. I think once they saw him, they just took off. By the way, it is worthwhile noting, I'm in South Florida. What's happening, these pro-Palestinian crowds, these demonstrators who are running around chanting anti-Semitic slogans, they're going specifically to Jewish areas. They're not going to legislative areas and talking to legislators. They're going to the most Jewish areas they can find in South Florida in an attempt to intimidate. Carrying around pure anti-Semitic hate slogans in many cases. So that's if, if you're running around Jewish areas carrying around anti-Semitic hate slogans, basically you're the Nazis walking through Skokie. Right? You've just decided to identify a Jewish area and then try to intimidate everybody that you can, which is disgusting. But unfortunately, not rare. Four U.S. synagogues were vandalized in the past week. Not by white supremacists. Not by white supremacists. Believe me, I have enough hatred to go around for the white supremacists. And they have enough hatred for me. What we are seeing on the streets, what we've seen in Europe, is not white supremacists predominantly. What we are seeing right now is radical Islamists who are going around attempting to beat, intimidate, and threaten Jews. Meanwhile, over in Europe, you're seeing exactly that. Over in London, tens of thousands of people showed up to protest basically the existence of the state of Israel, carrying anti-Semitic slogans. A man standing on a lion statue in Trafalgar Square yesterday held a Palestinian flag beneath him. A placard read, stop doing what Hitler did to you. A poster held up by a woman read, Israel, the new Nazi state. Right? The goal, this is all anti-Semitic bullcrap, obviously. You're literally talking about Israel facing down a terrorist group that openly pledged in 1988 in its charter documents to kill every Jew it could find. But don't worry, the Jews defending themselves, those are the, those are the anti-Semites. Those are, those are the Hitlerian genocidal people. It's crazy. And meanwhile, people are walking through the streets of London, accompanied by the police, chanting that they would like to hunt Jews. This is video from just over the weekend. We'll find some Jews there. Okay, so it's just wonder and joy out there. It's just tr truly wonderful stuff. 
So what has been the response of the mainstream left increasingly? The response of the mainstream left has either been to cower in a corner or to make excuses for this sort of stuff because there's a basic logic that predominates. And that is that if you're a Jew wearing a yarmulke, it must be that as a supporter of Israel, which you probably are, not all are, but virtually all Orthodox Jews support the existence of the state of Israel, not just because they're Jewish, but also because they believe in the common values of the West and the state of Israel. As an American, that is what I believe. Okay, but the, the idea is that if you support Israel, somehow you deserve what's coming to you. That's what's so amazing. You'll see people say, well, you know what? If you're shouting bad things at the Jews, but you're, they're about Israel, then that's just anti-Zionism. It's not anti-Semitism. Weird how the same exact people who are expressing anti-Zionist Zionism are willing to just beat Jews with pipes, apparently. Weird how that, that crossover is strange. Almost like a Venn diagram that looks just like a circle. The crossover is 100% virtually. It's, it's an amazing thing. So what has been the response from the left to poo-poo this stuff and to take sides with Hamas? Now, again, what's amazing truly about this particular conflict is this is not even about the drawing of borders between, for example, the Palestinian Authority and the Israeli authorities. It's not about that. This is not about the legal case that was happening in Sheikh Jarrah. This is about a terrorist group firing ro- an American State Department designated terrorist group firing rockets at civilians in Israel. Israel making pinpoint attacks in an attempt to knock out their infrastructure and hundreds of thousands of people marching in the street to say that Israel shouldn't exist as a response. And a bunch of leftists in American life and abroad saying that Israel is the problem here. If you believe Israel is the problem in a conflict between an actual ter- genocidal terrorist group and Israel, let me just say you're an anti-Semite. Okay, because there really is no other rationale. You're going to have to explain the rationale as to why you are siding with the genocidal terrorist group that, by the way, is subjecting two million citizens in the Gaza Strip to a perfect form of absolute tyranny in which gay people are killed and informers are murdered. And it's, it's an incredible thing. I've never seen a clearer moral conflict than Hamas, an actual terrorist group being backed by the radical left. And people, in order to justify that, poo-pooing Islamist attacks on Jews around the world. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let's talk about simple fact. If you happen to have a medical problem, if you have a medical issue, you should just go get it solved. There's no reason to sit around waiting on it. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is super simple. Just go to GetRoman.com Ben. Complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today. Connect with a healthcare professional and get it taken care of. Head on over to GetRoman.com Ben right now. You'll get 15 bucks off your very first month of ED treatment. It's time to take care of that ED. Don't just wait around and hope it's going to go away. Instead, if you've got a medical problem, go get it solved. Remember, get started today. You'll save 15 bucks on your very first order of ED treatment. That is GetRoman.com Ben. Once more, GetRoman.com Ben. You get 15 bucks off your very first month. G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N dot com slash Ben right now and get that ED problem solved instead of waiting around and hoping it goes away. Get Roman.com slash Ben. Okay, so what has been the mainstream left's response to all of this? Well, first, the media basically attempted to ignore all of it. So the New York Times all of last week paid no attention to the anti-Semitic attacks that had been happening in its own city. That's not a shock. Right? We saw Bill de Blasio suggest that there was no anti-Semitism in his city just like two years ago when Jews were routinely being beaten in the streets of Williamsburg. We saw the left act as though there was no anti-Semitism anywhere in the New York, New Jersey area when there was an actual black Hebrew Israelite terrorist attack on Jews in New Jersey. Oh, where did this come from? Okay, like Orthodox Jews can tell you exactly where it came from since they're the ones getting beaten in the streets of Williamsburg. 
It's an amazing, amazing. So the first response is just ignore it. The second response is to come out in strong defense of people who have been raising the temperature and telling the same anti-Semitic lies that act as fodder for people who actually commit these sorts of attacks. So black lives, let me be clear about this. One of the things that has been happening in terms of the upswing in street violence that we are seeing right now is a broader thing happening across American society. In the wake of last year's decision by cities across the nation to basically tell the cops not to police, radicals of virtually every front have decided that it's open season. After a year of Black Lives Matter protesters devolving into riots and people committing high levels of street crime and murder rising by 30% in America's major cities and beatings going unprosecuted and and criminals being unmolested by the cops, it turns out a lot of people think they can get away with nearly anything. Those two things are not unrelated. When you remove the cops from the situation, chaos ensues. And usually the people who pay the price, very often when chaos ensues, when law enforcement don't do their jobs, when people who are bad feel that they can go out and do whatever they want, Jews very often pay the price for that, historically speaking. But it's more than that. On an ideological level, the radical left has decided that there is a commonality between Black Lives Matter, for example, and, and Palestinian terror groups in some cases. There's a whole article in the Washington Post. Black Lives Matter activists recently took to the streets of Indianapolis to protest for Palestinians. In Congress, a lawmaker who cut her teeth as a Black Lives Matter organizer and who has compared her clashes with police to those faced by Palestinians tweeted Friday, a ceasefire ends the bombardment, not the violence. During the height of the recent Gaza hostilities, the official Black Lives Matter organization called for quote-unquote Palestinian liberation six years after the group's early leaders took a trip to the Middle East that planted the seeds for the current alliance. By the way, when they talk about Palestinian liberation, understand you're talking about control by the Palestinian Authority, a terrorist group, Hamas, a terrorist group, and Islamic Jihad, a terrorist group. This was in the Black Lives Matter formative documents. It was on their website to free Palestine. Why? Because there's a broader theory that I've been talking about on the show. It goes all the way from Franz Fanon and forward. And the basic idea is that the systems of power in the West benefit Jews. Okay, there's, a, there's an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory on the left that crosses streams with mainstream leftist ideology. Mainstream leftist ideology is that the institutions of the West create unequal outcomes. And because those institutions of the West create unequal outcomes, this means that anybody who is successful under those systems is a beneficiary of the system and cannot be a victim. And anybody who is unsuccessful is victimized by the system and cannot be an oppressor. And so when you look at that internationally, what you see is that if Israel is very successful, this means that it must have oppressed the Palestinians, even though Israel pulled out of the Gaza Strip in 2005, 16 years ago, even though the vast majority of Palestinians live under the auspices of the Palestinian Authority, which is their governing agency. They do not live under the under the day to day administrative mercy of the Israelis. They live under the day to day administrative chaos of the Palestinian Authority which is the reason why Israeli Arabs have not sought out migration to Palestinian areas. They're not interested. They want to stay in Israel because Israel actually governs its citizens well, as opposed to its enemies. But Black Lives Matter, because again, they, they buy into this basic international intersectionality theory, whereby we can identify victimized groups and victimizer groups by level of success. This means that there's a commonality between Black Lives Matter and the Palestinian Authority and Hamas and all of the people who support the destruction of the state of Israel. Black Lives Matter in the United States, which has grown into a potent political force amid a national reckoning on race, has responded forcefully to the violence in the Mideast to extend its reach into foreign policy, according to the Washington Post, pressing the Democratic Party to adopt a dramatically different approach to the longstanding Israeli-Palestinian conflict. This, of course, is right. The radical left is pushing on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict because, again, there's this idea that if we tear down systems of power, this means the Jews fall too. There is simple crossover. And how has the mainstream left responded? 
to this delusional nonsense? They've responded by patting it on the head. So APAC, the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, wrongly called the quote-unquote Israel lobby by its enemies. Basically, it's just the same as a, a, as a pro-Italy PAC in the United States or a pro-Irish PAC in the United States. They exist for nearly every country in the United States. In any case, APAC has been made this big bugaboo by anti-Semites across the United States. APAC is really quite a moderate organization is, is the simple fact of it. APAC, in fact, was so dominated by Democrats at its top level that during the Obama administration, they didn't even push for a vote on the Iran deal. It was very controversial inside the halls of APAC. In any case, APAC put out some ads pointing out that Ilhan Omar is an anti-Semite. All they did was quote her. Okay, they put out ads in which, for example, Omar's face was superimposed onto Hamas rockets with text that claims when Israel targets Hamas, Representative Omar calls it an act of terrorism. That's correct, because what she tweeted was, Israeli airstrikes killing civilians in Gaza is an act of terrorism. They were not killing civilians in targeted fashion. They were attempting to kill Hamas members. Ilhan Omar knows that. Of course, the Washington Post defends Ilhan Omar. The ad distorted Omar's tweet from last week in which she said that Israeli airstrikes killing civilians in Gaza, not Hamas specifically, were an act of terror. The missiles were aimed at Hamas members. Okay, so I understand that the Washington Post is just the press office for anti-Semite Ilhan Omar, but that's pretty incredible stuff. Omar's office warned the company similar issues, images of her face with Hamas attacks have directly inspired death threats against her. So this is the way that the left is going to play this, is that if you're a radical anti-Semite who de facto supports Hamas, I mean, she, she literally has attempted to block aid to Israel's Iron Dome, which is a defensive technology preventing rockets from falling in civilian areas. That if you do that, then, then you, you put an ad out there, then you're the real problem. Nancy Pelosi came to Omar's defense. She has not chided Ilhan Omar. She refused last year to condemn Ilhan Omar after openly anti-Semitic statements. Okay, and Nancy Pelosi rushed to her defense. Omar's office has called on APAC to apologize. And her deputy communications director, Isi Berbreen, called the ads anti-Muslim hate speech. APAC said this is a fair and accurate statement. Okay, the fact that then Ilhan Omar called on Facebook to remove it. Okay, so how did the rest of the Democratic Party respond to all this? So we've seen this radical uptick in anti-Semitic attacks over the course of the last week, largely by Palestinians and Palestinian supporters. So how have mainstream Democrats responded to this? They've responded to it with the same kind of moral equivalence that they were so quick to decry when President Trump, for example, suggested that there were problems on both sides in Charlottesville. Right, what they said, and it's truly incredible, they're all tweeting out en masse, on message, that there's a radical increase in anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Now, can anyone show me any evidence of increased anti-Islamic attacks over the course of the last week? Any. Any. It's, the answer is no, because it's a lie. What they are saying is that if you are pro-Israel, you are Islamophobic, and therefore, it's not super anti-Semitic if you are attacked. That's the logic here. And it's being put out there by every radical Democrat, every single one. Bernie Sanders tweeted this out. He tweeted out, we've recently seen disturbing anti-Semitic attacks and a troubling rise in Islamophobia. Really? Where's the... Really? If you are committed to a future of equality and peaceful coexistence, please stand united against anyone who promotes hatred of any kind. It's unbelievable. The same people who rip on Trump's rhetoric. That guy's rhetoric... Uh, a guy took that guy's rhetoric and shot up a bunch of Congress people, and that was not even a national story of more than a week. Okay, now here he is, after having suggested that Israel is essentially an apartheid state. Here he is. Say, oh, well, you know, but we have to let's worry about Islamophobia. Ayanna Presley, the adjunct member of the squad, the Ringo star of the squad. She tweeted out, I strongly condemn the rise in anti-Semitism and Islamophobia we're seeing across the country. And Islamophobia. Now, again, 
any statistical data to demonstrate that there's an increase in Islamophobia, Islamophobic attacks in the United States or abroad? Nope. Nope. What does she mean? She means that if you defend Israel, you're an Islamophobe. That's what she means. That is the logic here. That if you are pro-Israel in, in a conflict between Israel and an actual, honest-to-God, Islamist terrorist group, then this means you're an Islamophobe. And so we can count that as Islamophobia on the same level as people who are just attacking Jews in the streets. Who, by the way, those Jews, I mean, let's be, let's be real about this. Those Jews probably support Israel, so probably they're Islamophobic, so kind of they deserve it. Jamal Bowman did the same thing. We've seen an increase in anti-Semitic and Islamophobic hate in New York City and nationwide. And it's not just them. It's over and over and over. Okay, there are dozens of Congress people who are doing this. Congresswoman Marie Newman is anti-Semitic and Islamophobic attacks across the United States. Julian Castro, he says, forcefully condemn anti-Semitic and Islamophobic attacks. Where are the Islamophobic attacks? Seriously, where has have there have there been incidents that we are unaware of nationally on this? Leslie and Brand, same sort of deal. This is the shtick. Okay, the shtick is that we are going to pretend that a rise in anti-Semitic attacks is always increased. It's always driven by a rise in Islamophobia. That's truly what lies at the root of all of this. Okay, so that's what's happening at a Democratic Party institutional level is they've decided to buy into the intersectional logic that means that if you believe that Israel is not wrong in this conflict and has a right and a duty to defend its own citizenry, or let's face it, if you were a yarmulke, well, you know, if the intersectional, I mean, you are kind of white. You are kind of white. And Israel is kind of powerful. So that you can't be a victim. Probably you're more like a victimizer, probably. And then they wonder why anti-Semitism is rising. Get rid of the cops. Get rid of the militating institutions. Tell people that Israel is an apartheid terror state. Lie to them about that, which is an anti-Semitic lie. Suggest that anyone who's wearing a yarmulke is responsible for that. And then I wonder why this is happening. I wonder why. But where's the entire left? The same left that Trump says that Trump raised the temperature and caused the Tree of Life synagogue shooting. Even though the guy who committed that shooting was overtly anti-Trump. Doesn't matter. Trump raised the temperature and his language was bad. And I, back in 2015, pointed out that Trump winking and nodding at the all-right was a terrible, terrible thing. Okay, but these are the same people who suggested that Trump was the real anti-Semite. Oh, Trump's the most pro-Israel president in American history. He's the real anti-Semite. Meanwhile, they're supporting open anti-Semite, anti-open Semitic attacks, open anti-Semitism, Congress people who hate Jews. And we're supposed, and, and, or going silent, being like Chuck Schumer. Oh, every so often I'll tweet something out, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer, that. Pathetic hypocrite. Chuck Schumer, a man who used to go around the city of New York explaining to people that his last name, Schumer, came from the Hebrew Shomer, which meant that he would be a guardian of Israel. Yeah, where is he? Anywhere? No, nah, he's running scared because maybe AOC is going to primary him. Pathetic. Meanwhile, you see the international agenda being pursued by the Biden administration, which, frankly, I'm surprised that they held out as long as they did before telling Israel to stop with regard to, to knocking out Hamas. When we get to the international agenda... The, the broader international agenda is fomenting Hamas. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let us talk about protecting yourself. So as you may notice, I'm pretty concerned about protecting myself these days, which is why I own a bevy of weapons. It's also why I have AR-500 armor. People all over the country are buying body armor from AR-500 armor because they offer armor selection for everyone, whether you want armor for discreet use in public or something more robust for protection while you're hunting or at the shooting range. Owning body armor is becoming synonymous with owning a firearm, and it should be. The Second Amendment protects both arms and armor. Body armor is purely defensive. Some armor is so discreet, nobody even knows that you are wearing it. Air 500 armor makes buying body armor super, super easy, approachable, affordable. You can buy it online, have it shipped directly to your house. 
Plus, I know the people who run AR500 Armor, and these are people who really do share your values. It's pretty fantastic. Best of all, they've put together some packages specifically for listeners of The Daily Wire, so there's something for everyone at AR500Armor.com. Go to AR500Armor.com slash Ben to see all their promotions and special packages running right now. You can use code Ben for 20% off anything else in their entire store. Plan right now for how to protect yourself and your family for the future. Get yourself the body armor we trust from AR500 Armor at AR500Armor.com slash Ben. Again, visit AR500Armor.com slash Ben. Use code Ben at checkout for 20% off. Alrighty, we're going to get to the bizarre Iran policy of the Biden administration in just one second first. If you missed yesterday's episode of the Ben Shapiro Show Sunday special, you should catch up. I sat down with David Horowitz, ex-Marxist, conservative founder of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. It's a really interesting conversation. We agree on some stuff. We disagree on some stuff. But David is an interesting thinker. Go check it out right now at dailywire.com or on my YouTube channel, Ben Shapiro. Daily Wire members get access to special bonus content from Sunday special episodes. So don't miss out. Join Daily Wire today. As I'm sure you all know, the Daily Wire has been growing like crazy. Not only did we move the whole company across the country, we also released our first feature film. We have a movie deal with Gina Carano. We launched a new talk show hosted by Candace Owens. We did all of that in the last six months, and we have such good stuff on the way for you. Let me tell you, such good stuff. Now, I want to thank you guys for your help because you make it all possible. You're the ones who are subscribing. You're the ones who are consuming our content. And we want to make that content even better for you. So every day on the show, you hear me talk about a lot of amazing products and services from sponsors I love and use. But we want to get to know what you want better so we can actually choose our sponsors to tailor the message to you. So please go to dailywire.com slash Shapiro. Fill out my audience survey. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. To sweeten that whole experience, those of you who complete the survey will be entered to win a $1,000 gift card. You can only take the survey once per Daily Wire show. So if you want to increase your chances of winning 1000 bucks, go listen to Michael Knowles, Andrew Clavin, or Matt Walsh. Get access to their surveys as well. Again, my survey link is dailywire.com slash Shapiro. We would love to hear from you. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. So meanwhile, the Biden administration, they are making some of the right moves. They are saying some of the right things. So, for example, the, the Biden administration, Joe Biden, put out a statement today. He said the recent attacks on the Jewish community are despicable and they must stop. I condemn this hateful behavior at home and abroad. It's up to all of us to give hate hate, no safe harbor. So good for him. That's an actual statement as opposed to all the rest of these pathetic Democrats who are putting out statements about anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty incredible thing from the same people who are very concerned about the phrase all lives matter, right? When, when someone say black lives matter and somebody else would say all lives matter, how dare you? You're devaluing our movement. The same people are like anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Now, at least all lives matter was rejecting the basic contention that black people were being specifically singled out for harsh treatment by the police with regard to being murdered by the cops. Okay, that's a statistical reality. But when it comes to anti-Semitism, there's a radical uptick in anti-Semitism and these same Democrats are like, yeah, and also Islamophobia, which is the same way they shied away from Ilhan Omar being a radical anti-Semite last year when they were like, we condemn anti-Semitism and also all these other forms of hatred and everything bad in the universe. Baffling with bullcrap. Anyway, the Biden administration saying the right things on anti-Semitism, the Biden administration suggesting Israel had a right and a duty to protect itself last week. So they did a lot better on this than I thought they were going to. Meanwhile, however, they are indeed pursuing bad policy with regard to the Iranian regimes. The Iranian regime is the, the state. It is the sponsor state of Hamas. Right? Hamas admits that they got all of their technology from Iran. And Hamas acknowledges that, that Iran backed them. And in fact, Iran cheered the attacks. According to the New York Times, Tehran jumped at the chance to portray militants' barrages on Israel as revenge for Israeli attacks on Iran. 
The leadership of Iran engaged in a long shadow war with Israel on land, air, and sea did not try to conceal the pleasure it took in the most recent Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Tehran praised the damage being done to its enemy. State news media and conservative commentators highlighted Iran's role in providing weaponry and military training to Palestinian militants in Gaza to hammer Israeli communities. So Iran is making no, no bones about the fact that it supports Hamas. Meanwhile, Hamas is acknowledging that they openly commit war crimes. And here is Hamas's spokesperson on Sky News basically saying, yeah, sure, we commit war crimes. Any people under occupation based on the international law have the, all, all the right to defend themselves by all feasible means they have. Not by firing rockets yes. from a civilian yes. population. I have said it clearly. Palestinians as an occupied people have the right to defend themselves by all feasible means, including armed resistance. But when it comes to civilians, we have said it many times. We are ready to stop firing uh, rockets or attacking civilians if the Israelis stop attacking our people. It's unbelievable. So he's saying openly, right? This is Bassem Naim, who's the Hamas spokesperson. Remember, this is this is the government that people are supporting. When you say I support the Palestinians in the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, you don't mean the Palestinian people unless you also want to get rid of Hamas. But you don't want to get rid of Hamas. So what am I left to conclude? Okay, they're openly saying that they fire rockets from civilian areas at civilians. They say this sort of stuff openly. They're not hiding the ball here. We'll get to more on this in just one moment. First, using the internet without ExpressVPN, well, it's like forgetting to mute yourself on a Zoom meeting and having everyone hear your side conversation with your coworker. Not that that's ever happened to me, but, you know, it's bad. Well, internet service providers track every single website you visit, which is also bad. They sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who then use it to target you with their ad programs. ExpressVPN reroutes your network data through a secure encrypted tunnel so your internet provider can't see or sell your online activity. It sounds complicated, but ExpressVPN is actually really easy to use. Just fire up that app, click one button. One subscription works on all your devices like phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected as well. Here at Daily Wire, we're proud to have ExpressVPN as our top privacy partner because we believe everyone should be able to protect themselves from big tech's prying eyes. Protect your online privacy by visiting expressvpn.com slash Ben today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Ben. Get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Ben. That's the service I use. You should do the same. Expressvpn.com slash Ben to get an extra three months for free. Meanwhile, even despite the ceasefire, Hamas supporters were attacking Jewish homes outside Jerusalem over the weekend. There's video of it. They were literally just firing ordnance down from Arab areas near Jerusalem into the Jewish areas of Jerusalem. You can see it happening. They're shooting fireworks at the Jewish areas in Jerusalem. Unreal. Oh, you hear the... Uh... Don't worry, there's moral equivalence. You shoot, you shoot randomly rockets at uh, an, an ordinance at Jewish homes, right? These are civilians. They're not military targets. Shouting Allahu Akbar, that's exactly the same as the Israelis targeting military infrastructure. In any case, how has the, the Biden administration responded to the fact that Hamas, an Iran-backed terrorist group, just committed a vast act of terrorism against America's ally Israel? Uh, Blinken says we have to cut a deal with Iran. Here is Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State. Many of these actions are going forward now uh, while the, uh, you know, and, and have gone forward over the last few years under the so-called maximum pressure uh, being exerted by the, uh, by the previous administration and clearly did not get the result that we all seek, which is to curb all of these activities. But the first thing that we need to do is put the nuclear problem back in the box. That's why we're committed to trying to see if Iran will come back into compliance with the nuclear agreement, the so-called JCPOA. That's what we're engaged in now. 
The lie that the Biden administration is talking about here is they say, well, if we get them back in the nuclear box, we'll stop them from the terrorism. Except that's not what they do. Okay, the JCPOA did not stop Iran from fomenting terrorism. How do you think Hamas got all these rockets? Hamas was having its stockpiles built up more rapidly before Trump pulled out of the JCPOA than after the JCPOA was ended. And Hamas... Hamas, all these terrorist groups get support from Iran. When Iran has more money, they spend the money on terrorism. John Kerry admitted as much after cutting the Iran deal in the first place. Well, Israel understands that it has to rely on itself in large measure here, which is why there was a giant blast at an Iranian complex housing their drone factory. So Israel shot down an Iranian armed drone the other day. And mysteriously, a complex that houses a factory that makes Iranian drones has now suffered a major explosion. The blast at the weekend in, uh, over the weekend injured at least nine workers at the petrochemical factory in Isfahan, the Iran aircraft manufacturing industrial company, which produces a variety of aircraft and drones for Iranian and pro-Iranian forces, is located in the complex. Iran has not provided information on the cause of the incident, but Israel, of course, has, has carried out significant strikes internal to Iran. Meanwhile, speaking of the, the supposed non-radicalism of Palestinians on the Temple Mount, remember, According to Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and everyone else lying about the situation in Israel, this is all kicked off by Israelis attacking Palestinians on the Temple Mount, which is insane. Again, I've been up on the Temple Mount. Jews have to be guarded by police forces as they are ushered through the holiest site in Judaism. Meanwhile, Arabs have free reign on the Temple Mount because it is effectively run by the Islamic Waqf. Al-Aqsa was being used as a staging ground for attacks on Jewish police officers. So even after this, there's a vast video emerging, like after the ceasefire of people attacking police officers on the Temple Mount. In fact, videos on social media have shown, believe it or not, that members of the hundreds of Palestinians inside the Al-Aqsa Mosque were, were cheering. the, the for, They forced out the Jerusalem Grand Mufti. Okay, the Jerusalem Grand Mufti is a guy named Mohammed Hussein. He works for the Palestinian Authority. Okay, and supporters inside Al-Aqsa forced him to leave while shouting, we are Mohammed Diaf's men. Mohammed Diaf is the terror head of Hamas. They're, chatting, they're chanting this inside a mosque, a very peaceful and religious place. I remember the last time inside a, a synagogue, we started chanting for support of terrorism, but apparently this is common practice inside Al-Aqsa these days. So they're chanting about how they are Mohammed Diaf's men. Don't worry, everything is fine. Everything, and, and you know what? Moral equivalence up the wazoo. And also it's about anti-Semitism and also Islamophobia. Man, you know, it's, it's, there are certain conflicts in, uh, in ideology where things sort of crystallize. And honestly, if you have a tough time with this one, I've got to question your moral bona fides. If you have a real tough time questioning the difference between an Israeli government that attempts to minimize civilian casualties and a Hamas government that attempts to maximize them, between an Israeli population that is attempting to coexist with an internal Israeli Arab population and treat those Israeli Arabs as full citizens with full rights and a, an Arab world that treats Jews not only as second-class citizens, but, I mean, Jews do not exist, effectively speaking, inside the Arab world, inside the Muslim world more specifically. If you are somebody who has a tough time just saying anti-Semitic attacks are bad, regardless of the source of the anti-Semitic attacks, I do have to question your ability to perform basic moral math. And the Democratic Party increasingly cannot perform basic moral math. Good for Joe Biden for at least doing some of it. But I fear that Joe Biden is not the wave of the Democratic Party future. I was there in 2012 when, when Antonio Villaraigosa, who was heading up the Democratic National Convention, actively overrode a voice vote and allowed the, the Democratic National Committee platform to include the idea that Jerusalem was, was the capital of the Jewish state. I was there when, when he basically, there was a voice vote on it. He lost the voice vote. He just overrode them. 
I remember this vividly. And now you have 200 Democrats who voted in the House not to cut off funding to groups that fund Hamas. So yeah, the future of the Democratic Party does look a lot more like the squad and like Jamal Bowman and like AOC and like Elhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib in terms of their anti-Semitic attacks on the Jewish state. And by extension, a certain level of tacit support for anti-Semites in the United States. And sometimes not so tacit. I mean, AOC was meeting with, with Jeremy Corbyn. I fear for the fu- People talk about they fear for the future of the Republican Party because of Trump and authoritarianism and all this. The, the party that, that I fear right now is not the Republican Party, and it is not close. When it comes to being a Jew in America, the party I fear is the party that has been poo-pooing, playing up, and, and minimizing the impact of anti-Semitism in the United States. That is a scary, scary thing as a Jew living in the United States who wears a yarmulke proudly and will continue to do so. All right, we'll be back here later today with an additional hour of content. In the meantime, go check out The Michael Knowles Show, where he discusses the story of Teen Vogue teaching young girls how to perform witchcraft with their bodily fluids. Interesting. You can hear more details about that story over on Michael's show. That is available right now. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Moles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Elliot Feld. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producer is Mathis Glover. And our assistant director is Pavel Wydowski. Editing is by Adam Saievitz. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Fabiola Cristina. Production assistant is Jessica Kranz. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2021. Dr. Fauci reverses his stance on COVID's origins. LeBron James flops, and Teen Vogue teaches young girls how to perform witchcraft with their bodily fluids. Ugh. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. This show is brought to you by Helix Sleep. Sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, but no two people sleep alike. That's why Helix offers several different mattress models, each designed for specific sleep positions and preferences. Go to helixsleep.com slash dailywire and take their sleep quiz to find the mattress made for you. Whether you're a side sleeper, a stomach sleeper, a hot sleeper, or a cold sleeper, Helix has just the mattress for you. I took the Helix sleep quiz and was matched with a Helix midnight mattress because I wanted a medium firmness and I sleep on my side. I am sleeping so much better on my new mattress. Don't want to take my word for it? Well, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Take the quiz and order the perfect mattress right to your door, shipped for free. It's so quick and fun to unbox, and you won't believe how well you'll sleep. All Helix mattresses come with a 100-night trial and a 10- or 15-year warranty. Helix even offers financing options and flexible payment plans. A great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and a free bedroom bundle for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com dailywire and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. That's helixsleep.com slash dailywire, code HELIXPARTNER20.